But this is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, 95.7 The Game. I'm Evan Giddings. That is Mark Granny. Please download, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Five stars are, as always, much appreciated. Well, let's talk about the quarterback, Mark. QB1, as of now according to John Lynch, at least, when he's ready and healthy. And that's Brock Purdy, because we talked about him in the last episode. First time we heard from him officially since his surgery. Said everything is going, quote, according to plan. And he did this interview with uh, his local Fox Sport affiliate in Phoenix, 910. And he also discussed some areas of improvement that he would like to make. And so I'll just I'll just read them off, and then we can dive into it. But he addressed, quote, unquote, the cons of last season, which revolved around his footwork and his timing. Those are the areas that once Brock Purdy, after the three-month mark of his surgery, is able to get going, able to figure out where his arm is at, those are the areas he wants to improve in. Do you agree that he needs to, Mark? Um, I mean, I, I, I suppose that you could always get better uh, at footwork. I thought... In terms of footwork, if there was an area where I thought he could improve, and I guess this is kind of only, um, it's not directly related to footwork, but it's overusing his feet sometimes. And I, I think it's trusting his offensive line and hanging on in the pocket for a little bit longer. Um, I don't know how you feel about this, Evan. My relatively untrained quarterback footwork eye didn't really tell me that he, he he has bad footwork like he he seems to you know consistently you know go through his his five step drop three step drop whatever it is and, and he he loads his weight well and he has good balance in the pocket but the one thing that stands out to me Evan is he's a little jumpy and eager in the pocket and is ready to use his feet and leave the pocket and evade and try to make plays which is all good and all but the Niners offense is designed for a pocket passer. And generally uh, you'll have more success when you're in the pocket. So I think that's one thing that stood out to me. I didn't quite see what Brock Purdy is talking about. I'm not saying he's wrong and I'm right. Cause he clearly knows a lot more about it than I do, of course. Um, but I thought his footwork is fine, especially for a seventh round rookie quarterback. Again, you can always get better, but that didn't stand out to me as something that is, I don't know the first page like must improve for Brock Purdy this offseason. Yeah, I think there was a lot of coach speak in there. And I think that that was who Brock Purdy is, number one. I also think number two, look, what what are the most important things to Kyle Shanahan from a quarterback uh, perspective? Timing. Timing. Know. Play and the play calling, work. the play sheet. Yeah. And footwork. Like those are like you have to do all three of those things to get on the field. Like in basketball, you got to be able to make a free throw. You got to be able to play <laughs> some defense. And you got to be able to make a layup. In baseball, you got to be able to lay a bunt down. You got to know how to run the bases. You got to know how to make a catch with two hands. Like these are all fundamental things that you have to get on the field. And I think a big reason why, number one, he wowed the 49ers last year because they sensed, I guess, all of those things being ahead of the curve for a seventh round pick. And I also think that's where I saw him be the most impressive. Like the one thing that is the most, I would say questionable about Brock Purdy is the thing that he unfortunately injured and that's his arm and his arm strength. I think that timing wise, 
he was pretty damn good in his rookie season. Like you mentioned, he can always get better. But from weeks 18, pardon me, weeks 13 through 18, so when, when he took over to the end of the regular season, he was fourth in expected points added behind Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you guess the third one. I thought it was actually pretty interesting. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. This is expected points added? Yes. During what, the final six weeks of the regular season? Um, okay. Is it he's not in the Josh NFC. Allen? It's oh, he's Josh in the Allen. Is it Kirk Cousins? It's not Kirk Cousins. <laughs> okay. He has good. not been linked was... to the 49ers. <laughs> so he just played his division. He plays in Kirk Cousins' division. Jared Goff. Yes, sir. It was yes. Jared Goff. But that's Ga- the kind Gal of company. Gold Bear, that... right there. Shout out the Bears. New, new head coach <laughs> basketball, by the way. We could talk about that later. Uh, but. <laughs> But Brock Purdy was in that elite group, right? He was with the Mahomes and the Hertzes and I guess the Goffs. But like, I didn't think there was much of an issue with those things that he talked about working on. And actually, I, I kind of looked at a couple of numbers. Like, if you if you look at some advanced metrics, like Brock Purdy had a sixty seven percent completion rating. That's that's pretty good. Uh, but according to Next Gen Stats, he had a sixty nine percent expected completion percentage. So he actually was supposed to have been based on his throws and the windows that he threw into and the receivers he's thrown to been better. Like I thought timing and footwork were the least of his concerns. And yet those are the things that he's talking about improving. So I I don't know what you want to take away from it, but to me, he's trying to come out and say, Hey, Hey Kyle, look, you know, I I'm focused on what you want me to focus on. And that's why I'm going to be your guy when I'm back and ready. It also does kind of sound like, I think you're onto something. Maybe it's, what you're saying, Brock Purdy is trying to prove to Kyle Shannon, like, hey, I, I know what makes this offense go, and I'm going to get better at it. I think it's also maybe Brock Purdy just regurgitating everything that Kyle Shanahan has told him. <laughs> um, and it's just kind of muscle memory now. Someone asks him, say, what, what do you got to do better? And he just suddenly spits out whatever Kyle Shanahan just yelled at him about, like most recently, which is, you know, you see that left that left that step with your left foot there on on this drop on the third and seven play. It's got to be five inches more to the right, and then you're golden. Like I can just imagine all the film sessions that these guys have gone through, even you know during the off season and as they're checking in with his elbow and all of that. They have these kinds of conversations. So maybe part of it is Brock Purdy trying to show to Kyle, hey, like. I'm paying attention. I, I know what you need out of your quarterback and, and I'm going to do that, but it also might just be, this is what Kyle has told me. And I'm, I trust Kyle. and I'm just going to tell you what he's been telling me. Well, this is where I will give Shanahan credit. It does appear that every quarterback that has worked with him all say the right things. Like they all <laughs> are great public speakers when it comes to saying nothing without, yep you know like or while saying i guess technically everything under the sun like brock purdy is by all accounts well spoken he comes from the trey lance school of communication and trey lance comes from the jimmy garoppolo school of communication and that comes from the kyle shanahan school of communication with the media and i don't know i i just thought it was kind of funny it was an added part of the the interview that he had and i, I mean don't be wrong i don't i don't mean to make fun of the guy, but it, it is a, it, it's not as comical as say Aaron Rodgers going to the 49ers or Mac Jones being traded for Trey Lance, but I thought it was 
He gave me a chortle. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I'm not surprised that Brock Purdy is at that level already because he was, what, he played four years at Iowa State. He was a multi-year starter. He's been in front of media scrums for years now. Again, Iowa State media scrum, I'm not comparing that to an NFL team, of course. But, I mean, that's a power five school. They had pretty good success while he was there. They went to some bowl games. They went they they went to and, and won a Fiesta Bowl. It was against my Oregon Ducks, unfortunately. But I mm. mean, the, he's he's played in some big games. He knows what it's like to have a microphone and cameras in front of him. So he's probably learned some lessons there. What does shock me, and we've learned this, we learned this right when Trey Lance was drafted. What surprises me is how Trey Lance handles media, and he handles it like he's a vet. But he and he went to North Dakota State, and obviously he won, uh, you know, an FCS championship there, and it's obviously a very big program. And up in the North Dakota, and you know, South Dakota area, and in the north part of of our country, uh, they're the one of the big football stories, at least collegiately, and they get some coverage. Of course, you know that. I know you spent time in Fargo. But it surprised me that Trey Lance is as uh, media savvy, it seems, as he was when he got drafted into the 49ers. Brock Purdy does not surprise me as much, but but Trey Lance does. Yeah, I mean, maybe just because I, I had a chance to interview Trey when he was a true freshman and like no one knew who he was. Yeah. I, I'm not super surprised. I mean, he was like he is the son of a, of a former athlete. I know his dad didn't play in the NFL, but you know, he kind of gets it from his pops or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I, you know, you you can definitely see that like the big 12 is certainly going to get more scrutiny and more coverage and more media members than the FCS. Uh, Trey Lance was the orchestrator of one national championship was a part of two. Do have to correct you there. Um, but like, I I meant as the starting quarterback. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah, he's played like unfortunately fourteen games in the last four <laughs> years, but no, he like his his podium game is elite, and so far Brock Purdy's podium game appears to be equal, if not maybe just a little bit less or so, because I think he has to deal with less difficult questions. Like, and actually, this is something where I, I right. think we should keep an eye on. Brock Purdy hasn't faced any adversity yet in his career, and he hasn't had any expectations so far, so he's able to answer all these questions like maybe Kyle would ask of him because he's got all the answers. Like he's walking into a test. He knows the answer to when he has to do a media appearance. Meanwhile, Trey Lance is being asked all these difficult questions about his relationship with Kyle, his standing in the organization, his relationship with his teammates, his injuries, how he's been working through them, having to be drafted with, expectations of holding a franchise on your shoulders. Meanwhile, Brock Purdy just like, yeah, man, I mean, I, you know, I was, I was picked last and I balled out and, you know, I got, I got hurt, but I'm coming back and I'll be back. And, you know, I just want to work on this kind of tinker with that. And I'm just going to be fine. And the four Niners, me, we're going to go out and win some games next year. It's going to be all good. But if he comes back and they lose their first two, not saying they will, nor do I think they will, but, then we're going to see, I think, a, a different side potentially of Brock Purdy, and we'll really see what his podium game's all about. You're right. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. I, th- I think maybe we've we've briefly touched on this a little bit, but not not directly this angle. I mean, all of Brock Purdy's you know post game pressers and even like midweek pressers this most recent season since he got the starting job after Jimmy Garoppolo's injury, he's basically like walked into a standing ovation. Almost like 
Because like, oh my God, this is a seventh rookie quarterback. You're the guy that's making all of our jobs in the media so easy. This is the biggest story in the NFL. We love you so much, Brock. And this isn't, you know, obviously that's not what, you know, the professional media members that cover the 49ers say, of course. But it it has that feel of a, like, oh my God, this is the guy that is leading the 49ers to this great win streak. And he came out of nowhere. And it's such an incredible story. And there's nothing that Brock Purdy can really do or say that off the field, at least that changes that. So you're right. There's, there's no pressure in those press conferences, but when you're Trey Lance and you struggle after week one and you weren't the starter the previous year after being a third round pick, uh, you, you do tend to have a little more awkward environments at your press conferences. And that will probably continue this summer when the team gets together for OTAs. And, and we talk to Trey Lance, cause he'll likely be taking some first team reps though it'll be kind of a, a tense environment would be my guess. I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to answer questions in any poor way. As, as you said, he's very polished in being respectful and kind and really not saying much while still saying a lot of words, but no, not really anything meaningful comes out. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how that tone does, does change here this off season. Are you familiar with the 2000 film gladiator Mark? Of course. Russell okay. Crowe's finest. One of, I would argue. Uh, <laughs> shout out, beautiful mind. However, I do think that Brock Purdy right now is Maximus Decimus Meridius. Like, he's the guy that everyone is rooting for when he steps into the gladiator ring. He can do no wrong because he has never failed. And yet, even though there might be some people, uh, Commodus in, in this situation, that might be rooting against him, he has not. And so if you are Brock Purdy and you're stepping into the gladiator ring of modern day over at Levi's Stadium and you got thousands of people cheering you on, then, yeah, it's a little bit easier to be likable. It's a little bit easier to say the right things. Meanwhile, Trey Lance is in a situation where I don't want to say people are rooting against him, but people are not nearly as much in his corner, nor I think have they ever been because of the kind of speculation surrounding even his original draft status as now Brock Purdy, who wasn't expected to do anything. So look, I, I I think that Brock Purdy is, you know, the fact that he wants to work on his footwork and his timing and, and he wants to show Kyle that once he gets back from his injury, that his, he's going to be locked in and all ready to go. I think that's great. Uh, but I also do want to see what Brock Purdy says and how he reacts the moment he faces his first situation in which there's adversity in the NFL because to his credit, there has been none. Yeah, you're right. It's the power of expectations. And for Purdy, there were no expectations last year, just like Maximus as he begins his, you know, fight up through the gladiator ranks. But once you get on mm. that big stage and there are expectations, you're a household name now. You've done it in the past. Can you keep it up? That's when these things change. And that's what this next season signals and, and means for Brock Purdy. Well, our next episode is going to be coming on Tuesday, uh, but please follow us on social media at 415ers, Twitter, Instagram. We'll be posting some clips. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Of course, please download, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast from. As that is Mark Granny. My name is Evan Giddings. We're coming at you twice a week here in the offseason on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Look out for our next episode. We'll talk to you next time.